You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. I almost effed up that intro again. For I was listening, I effed up the intro, so we restarted. I almost effed it up again. Sip of coffee for the working man. We could kick off this morning right. Did you get coffee in today, Elvis? I did not get coffee in today, but we're going to have Unreal. some coffee after. Unreal. I, I need to do my uh, quarterly caffeine break. Unreal. Why don't you tell us a little bit about cold brew coffee? Someone was asking me about it. All right. What's the deal? Why does it have more caffeine? And what's the nitro part? Okay, so nitro is just like infused nitrogen. So it's it's like they just put air into it. It makes everything smoother. It has like a richer taste Creamier. to it. Yeah, it's more com. It adds complexity to the flavors. It's almost like you don't need to use um, like, like a, a sweetener creamer or nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's real smooth. Yeah. All right. So the reason why cold brew has more caffeine than like a hot brew or a typical brew coffee is just because it's uh, it's brewed for longer. So a cold oh, brew coffee. Around. Yeah, it'll brew for anywhere from sixteen to about forty-eight hours at the most. So you just have. You just allow more time for the caffeine to sip in. Seep in. I see. That's it. It doesn't have anything to do with the brew style. Nope, that's about it. All right, for all y'all Starbuckers out there, now you know nitro cold brew, that's the way to go. If you want your hit in the morning there, you get that that a lot of, how much are we looking at? Milligrams caffeine. Ooh, I don't know the milligrams. Over, it got to be over 400. Well, but it depends on the sizing. The issue is it just varies from place to place. Okay. So it's like from Starbucks, it might be this. At Dunkin', it might be that. If you make We're it talking your house. Starbucks. We're talking Starbucks. We're probably looking at a 450. I'd say, like in a trend line, they could go 450. 450? I could. They give me one size. They don't. I ask for large, they give me a small thing. <laughs> it's not a large. They, they probably don't give you the uh, Trenta and the cold brew. They probably oh. have like a hard limit there because they can only make so much. Oh, I see. They're limiting me. Yep. They're holding you back. Unreal. All right, guys, we're troubleshooting the bench today. <clears throat> so if you're joining us live on the IG, we're troubleshooting the bench. Post down below what the hell you're having trouble with, and we'll go through it with you. Um, you so, also have a question already. Oh, good, because I'm hoping this, this podcast today is going to run mostly by those joining in. Um, we're troubleshooting the bench. So obviously, if you're having some troubles, just drop them down below, and I have some other common ones as well we can cover. So from Maher's Lift... How much do you prioritize raw benching for your quick pressers? Um, so, I'd say about half. So, if, depends where it is at a training cycle. If it's early to mid, uh, there's probably two shirted sessions in the month out of, if we bench twice, eight sessions. So, you're talking about a breakdown of one-fourth of the time. Um, and then, if we're getting closer to the meet... That second day is going to become more like slingshot type work. So we're looking at almost a third of it. So it'll be like six out of eight sessions are going to be somehow like equipped in some way. So it depends on what period in the training you're at. But uh, early on, it's going to be majority raw stuff. You know, within a first month, like after me, that true like kind of off-season phase. And I always quote the off-season because I hate that word. But... um that's going to be probably all raw. Uh, so that's usually the breakdown for that. But as we get closer to me, it'll be like heavier shirted work, um, you know, less reps, just working singles. And then, uh, you know, doing more of that volume with the um, 
the Vice Sonic one is a bench freak, tight slingshot, or like a tight magnum ram or something. Then uh, from Christian282, my pec starts hurting near my shoulder at high intensities. Guessing it's my front delts being too weak, touching higher on my chest, and shifting more weight into my pecs. He said his overhead press is around 75 kilograms with a 140kg bench. Okay, so it sounds like you're getting pec pain down at the bottom. So again, anything that's injury-related, it's going to be really tough for me to say because it could come down to so many things. So um, you probably got tight pecs. Usually what the case is, and I'm going to touch on injury stuff soon, Usually what the, the case is, is that, you know, as lifters, we do so much pressing stuff that we're not balancing our rear side. So, yeah, we are tight in the front. You can help balance that out by training your upper back, your rear delts more, and that'll help with injuries in general. Um, and then everything comes down to back tightness and just how you're using your back in the press because if you can use your back effectively, you're going to eliminate a lot of that. You'll be in a better position. You're not going to predominantly use your chest or shoulders as much. Um and we got some great videos on how to use your upper back. Like if you search upper back big benches, a lot of good stuff's going to come up. And it's just about retracting your shoulder blades in the right way. But we have so many videos on different ways of showing that and different drills that we use to show that. Um, that you can't go wrong. So if you, one video is not connecting or making sense, I mean, we got a shit ton of those. So uh, I would urge you to check that out because that's what we're going to be able to do for you. Uh, other than like soft tissue type stuff that I I would rather you go to a PT to really delve into exactly what you should be doing but it could come down to a lot of stuff so I, I have nowhere to begin to pinpoint it for you um, but at least technically with the bench press that's where we could start with that one what do we got what do you recommend for a beginner bench shirt from Walsh Lift Throws alright so for a beginner bench shirt, uh, I more or less recommend a, uh, well, first off, it depends on how much you're willing to spend. Because if you don't have a huge budget for this stuff, I would just get a used something. Um, if you have some, some money to throw on this stuff, then we'll get a nice shirt off the bat. I think you should be able to learn how to do what you need to do. If you had a product like the Bench Freak Band, it's a 75 bucks. Um, you grab a bench freak band, that's going to teach you what you need for the basics of equipment lifting. It's the cheapest option there. It's a great tool they have for your equipment lifting. So I would say start with that. And then from there, um, just have a shirt you're going to use for a while. You know, you could break in for a bit. Uh, if you get it used, you won't probably have to break it in as much. Um, but yeah, I don't think you need to start with a dumbed down shirt. Um, you know, I think you just get an SDP of some sort, maybe a little bit looser per se. So they recommend for that adding, uh, I believe, two to your shoulder circumference. They measure by shoulder circumference. Or adding two or four to that, I forget. But that would be a good starting point because um, if you get lower, I'll usually try to size down or get the same. Usually size down, but you got to break it in for some time. But I would just get the device because if you get the device, then you're going to have that for your training as well and you'll learn everything you need that you have to do in a shirt so that's where I would start with that uh, SDP is going to be about 320 something like that so that's why I say it depends on your budget too because you could get a shirt used for more close to the 200 if you're going single ply probably less than that as well alrighty good for now hello from Ireland 
What's up from Ireland? How's the weather? <laughs> we got dingoes running through the front yard. I hear a lot about those dingoes. I hear they're rampant. They're like freaking squirrels over there in Ireland. I hear them from Australia. I'm sorry. I'm thinking You're... Australia. Sip of coffee for the working <laughs> man. It must be early over here. Cast Iron Gym. We got another. There we got the Australian. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> How's Ireland? <clears throat> Guinness for the working man, right? I hear the Guinness is very different. Like you got to have a transporter special way. I'd love to go over there and visit. I want to hit the Guinness. I want to hit the, uh, the Jameson. I want to hit those spots. See what's up. Anyways, call me AK47. Hey, sir. What's up, AK47? All right, let's, let's, let's move on here. Uh, troubleshooting. So some of the common things, and you guys watching, you can post up. Um, any problems you may be having on the bench press, don't matter what, troubleshooting today. First one, no leg drive, or lack of leg drive, all right? So, no leg drive. Uh, starts where where you're placing your feet, all right, and, and what you're trying to do here. comes down first to traction. You're not going to have leg drive unless you have good traction, okay? So, you're going to want to get something like bands on the pad, yoga mat. You can get Mark Bell, the Slingshot website, sells this benchmark. It's just uh, layering. It's like material, and it's awesome. Just plop it right down there on the pad. Um, and that thing, I've, I've been using it for a while now. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Throw that sucker down. Because if you don't have traction, you slide. Literally, if you, if you use your leg drive correctly, you slide right off the pad. Um, so, with leg drive... It's constant. So once you set your feet into position, you're pushing back. So your legs are pushing all your body weight onto your traps, if that makes sense. All right, think of it that way. Three points of contact, not your hips. Your hips are skimming. It's your traps on the pad, and your legs are putting all this force back onto your traps. So all your body weight's on your traps, and you're stuck there. Because we're not trying to bridge up, we're trying to push back forcefully, like we're trying to move the whole bench unit. So you have all this pressure going in your traps, you need good traction to hold you down. Because if you don't, you literally slide right off the pad. Alright, so that's why it's so key um, when I say, when we're talking leg drive, you couldn't even begin. If you were in LA Fitness, you couldn't even begin to create leg drive. Because you were literally slipping, sliding everywhere. So the first thing to that is is traction. And to kind of segue into um, talking about our online course a little bit, which you know we will be, um, that's the first part, like I think very first video module two, is learn different traction stuff you can throw onto the bench pad because that's so critical for any of this. Weather is not bad. We're talking Ireland. Well, cool. Maybe I'll make my way over. Come over. Hit me up. Guinness is good. All right, that's all I need to know. The Guinness is good. If the Guinness was bad, probably would it go. <coughs> Thank you, buddy. Um, yeah, I would love to go over there. I see the the you got the cliffs. That's cool. Um, I love that that whole. Uh, I see everyone go to these cliffs or whatever. I don't know what they're called, but that's that's a really awesome thing. And um, I want to see Greece too. I'm Greek. Um, there's not many people with my last name. If you go on Facebook, they're all family. There's one, I think I got a cousin. I think I got another cousin. And then that's it. Um, but, yeah. I'd love to go over there sometime. 
Alrighty, uh, moving on. No leg drive, that's a common one. Guys, give me any other common ones you might know. I got a huge list, but if you're finding a common issue, you think there's an issue out there that people commonly have trouble with, just let me know. One of them is obviously the butt popping off the bench. And since we're on the topic of leg drive, if your butt is popping off the bench, it has everything to do with your leg drive. Alright, don't blame your body structure just because you're 6 feet 5 doesn't mean that your, your hips have to always pop up off the bench, all right? Um, it comes down to how you're pushing. Like we just said, you want your legs to be pushing all your body weight back onto your traps, okay? So if you start to bridge up, if you start to push into the floor with your feet and lift your hips, I mean, it's very easy to do that, especially if you have long legs. Um, you literally got to be like one of those water creatures, you know those water creatures that end up in your pool and they're skimming the surface there? You got to be one of them. They aren't hopping. They aren't hopping surface to surface. They're skimming that surface. You got to be like a water creature on the bench. All right? You can't pop up. You got to have those attachment points. You just push them back. All right? Uh, the key with that, too, is hip tension. You got to be pushing the knees out. That's really critical. Um I'll go up the athletes, I'll push their knees in just as that response, hey, you need to start pushing out harder. Um, and that usually the case is I push them right in. There's no tension outwards there. That's something you really want to keep in mind because that allows you to control your hips better. Um, and then when you're pushing, you're not lax through the hips. The thing is you try to get force all the way from the feet up into the traps. All right, and it's not easy to do because you have to have everything locked in because if there's no tightness somewhere like the lats or your midsection's all gooey, right, we're not bracing good, that force transfer is not going to happen or it's going to be very, very dulled down. It's going to mostly be an upper body lift. So even though I'm telling you all these leg drive components, you got to make sure everything else is in place. That's why it's such a step-by-step -step process and that's how I teach it. So, like, again, I'm going to be segueing our online course because that's dropping this weekend. But in the online course, that's the main thing that makes that beautiful um, is that it's all laid out step by step. All right. So there's no there's no doing one thing that's not connecting because you've already done all the rest that needs to be done. So it's all step by step. From GW Ireland, I find it hard to stay in position when trying to utilize leg drive. That goes back to what we were talking about before about the traction. Yeah, that's probably sounds like a traction thing. So unless you could further expand on that a little bit more, uh, it sounds like you just need to get so, like a bands on the bench or something, um, or like I said, the Mark Bell slingshot, uh, the bench, the benchmark thing there. Um, just something so you have a non-slip surface, like literally something. If you skid your hand across that pad, it wouldn't go anywhere, and it'll hold you in place. If you can do that. If you can do this right across for everyone watching, slide my hand. If you can just slide your hand easy on a bench, there's no traction. And it could be a good pad, right? I've seen plenty of good pads in the gym. you got a fat pad on there, a good comp pad. But there's plenty of good comp pads that have worn out. So even though you have a good pad on there, it's probably not good traction. Oh, we got another one. Mach, matcha gin. What would be a solution to lower back cramping during the bench press? All right, so... There's, it could do to a lot of things. Probably it could be a position that you're not used to. So it might be that you're trying out how to get a better arch. Um, and then you're just not used to that position. So that's starting to cramp up on you. Um, it you know, could be a hydration type issue. Probably not the case. Probably just a new position for you. 
Um, you know, as you get more accommodated to the endurance required to hold that type of position, uh, you'll strengthen in time. So it'll definitely start to uh, to go away for you. But um, to take some pressure off your lower back while you're benching, you want to make sure, again, that you have that hip tension. And not only are you pushing out with the knees, but you're actually squeezing your ass. I would encourage you next time you're on the bench to check in, are you actually squeezing your ass? Because usually you're not. You know, you could push out, you push back, but we completely forget about actually squeezing our ass. And if you're squeezing your ass, it's going to save your lower back a shit ton. So I would first look at that, like what's going on with the hips? How active are you through the lower body there? Because um, that's going to help your lower back a ton. But just that being in that position, sometimes you're cramped. That comes down to making sure you're warmed up, right? You're good to be in the positions you're going to be in. If I don't warm up my hips good before a bench, I run the risk of cramping when I get my feet out in my hips. So, you know, you got to take that into consideration in your warm-ups. Hit that area. Um, you know, maybe it'd be that you have really tight hip flexors or something. Or you're not mobile in the hips either. And I'll work on that stuff in the warm-ups. From Dean Boy FWX, <clears throat> other than doing overhead press, what are the other workouts to strengthen my bench press? Other workout, to, I mean, oh man, it really depends because it depends on what um, you're specifically having a tough time with. If you're a raw lifter, the other things I love to do is a lot of work off the chest, um, pause work, a thing called the t-shirt press. I say the t-shirt press, not the spoto press because when I, I think when people think spoto press, they think stopping that bar mid-range, um, just like a really high pause point. They don't pause it well. Uh, so when I say t-shirt press, it encourage you to literally touch your t-shirt without touching your chest. So that's the objective with the t-shirt press, is that you're getting so low that you are skimming the fibers of your shirt, but you're never landing that bar to your chest. And the control and precision required in that type of uh, thinking and movement um, is much more effective, especially as a raw lifter, really trying to strengthen off the chest, um, that control and tightness down in that bottom position. So I would do a lot of the t-shirt press stuff. I think the dead press is great off pins. Um, but, I mean, it really depends where, you, where you're weak and what you got going on. I mean, I literally will sit down when I do my client's program in there. I'll sit down and I'll literally write it all out. You know, first I'm thinking how the last training cycle go. Um, and then what do we need to do to get better. And it's always different person to person. Especially as I'm with them for more time, I really start to learn uh, what they need to get better. So um, yeah, it's really tough to pinpoint exactly one thing for you. Going back to Ireland. Yes, I'm sliding up on the bench. I'll try some sort of pad. My competition weight is 56 kilos, so not much weight pushing down on my traps. Oh, so it, uh, don't even worry about the weight you're lifting. Just uh, you can, if you slide with the empty bar, I mean, that's kind of a problem anyway. So uh, it just sounds like you need to get some traction down. And I am so surprised if you've been finding any sort of progress whatsoever without any traction on the pad. I mean, you're going to completely change the game once you get some traction down. Um, so I would literally get some traction down on that sucker so you don't go anywhere, uh, even for your feet too. And then literally just rewatch like a shit ton of our videos on leg drive and stuff. And you are going to be a completely different bencher. It's going to be unreal. I would encourage you, guys, everyone watching and listening, 
if you're listening, link is in the, the whatever podcast thing you're listening to. And then if you are on IG watching us live, the link is in our bio. Just to y'all to get on the pre-sale list for the online course. You know, if you choose to get it early or not, that's up to you. But if you want to become a VIP member, so many benefits to that. There's even a page on our website, bigbench.com, which you can go in and check out the VIP membership. But our course is launching this weekend, this, uh, what, Sunday, right? That's September 1st? Yep. This Sunday morning, I'm going to hit it, 12 a.m. It's going to launch, all right? Um, online course, and it's literally step-by-step. And the best part, it's $100, three payments, 33 but for VIP members, um, you're getting early access, so it's a month early, and it's half off uh, this weekend coming up. Uh, so it's going to be 50 bucks. That's like you buy one program off our site. There's your 50 bucks. You can do this whole freaking online course, 50 bucks, and I jam packed it with good shit. 56 so, kilos of body weight, not a uh, bench weight. You'll bench oh body weight. Yep. Okay. Smaller guy or girl. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we're looking at. Either way, though. Can't tell the icon, so I apologize for getting your gender messed up there. Um, imagine you're a lighter lady, so. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Either way, the traction on the pad is going to be a game changer. Absolutely. But, yeah, guys, anyone interested in this online course launching this weekend? Um, I'm just so amped because we put so much into this, and I'm uploading things right now, getting this all ready for you. I put, I've been putting in late nights, getting this shit ready for you guys. This is gonna be a game changer. All right, let's move on. What do we got? Any questions coming in? He's a 47-year-old man. All right, all right, all right. See, a lighter man. That's good though. You handle the Guinness. <laughs> From uh, back to Dean Boy, I'm guessing the issue will be my tricep. I tried doing. Close grip, bench press, tricep extension, skull crusher, and dips. But I'm not sure which is best. <clears throat> we read that again? He's guessing that the issue with his bench is with his tricep. Okay. I tried doing close grip bench presses, tricep extension, skull crushers, and dips, but I'm not sure which is the best. Okay, we can't really go wrong. The, bench, uh, the best um, way to train your triceps for the bench is going to be... Um, you know, through a bench press variant. So I would try to keep a bench press variant um, instead of, like, tricep extensions. Uh, those are great. Accessories are great, and they have their place. But if you want to really develop through that weak point, you have to bench. Um, if you ever tried bands, those are good, too. Um, but I would look up. We have a podcast we did. It's actually on YouTube still. On You, you search mid-range big benches. I encourage you to watch that podcast because it's all about how your mid-range, uh, mid-range sticking point might not actually be uh, due to tricep strength. You know, it could be due to a lot of other things, and everyone just assumes it's tricep strength. So it could be that you're just not quite holding the tightness down at the bottom. And especially as you go through the press, if you lose that upper back um, tightness on the press, you're going to easily transfer uh, right into your shoulders. You don't have any of that force kind of going into the bar anymore. You're just kind of grinding through, and it happens right around mid-range once you lose that. Um, so we have a video out there, um, I think it's, shit, I don't know what it's called, but I have a PVC, a measure in it, it's one of the recent ones you see it in the, in the video icon, but I have a, a pole there, and you wanna, so where you start that bar, you wanna finish, so if you're pressing further than where you started, they're probably a good sign that your upper back is getting loose during that press. Uh, also, uh, the positioning, you know, if you're sinking and heaving, you're not going to, 
um, you're, you're not going to have that tightness going up about mid-range. So you want to first look at if you're doing anything technically that could cause that. And then, uh, you know, maybe if everything's spot on, then maybe it is a tricep thing, which does happen. So I'd look to do maybe, you know, it's a really tough one is put a board right around where your sticking point is. So you bench it to that board, say a mid-range, maybe a two board. Add a shit ton of band tension to it. And then freaking give that a ride. All right, that'll be a tough one. Try that. From Sinan Gippa, your take on flaring out elbows after pushing off the chest. Uh, I would never intentionally do that. Uh, if you're in a bench shirt, uh, y- your elbows come out, but I don't think of it as flaring at all. I don't like that term. Um, that's like more of an uncontrolled jerk. It has to come from the back. Everything has to come from the back, that tightness. So I think of more of spreading. Um, spreading the bar apart like that. So I uh, never intentionally think flaring anything, especially raw. Having trouble getting to touch in a bench shirt. I can get to 140 kilos to one board, but it hovers above the chest without the board. 84 plus female, just in case it's relevant. All right, so having trouble touching a shirt, get it in one board. So, um, you might want to look at how you're trying to touch. So, we have a good video on that. It's the last equipped benching video. You won't be able... It's actually how to how to touch in a bench shirt. Okay. It was a great video on that. I encourage you to look up on our YouTube. How to touch in a bench shirt. Big benches. Take a look at that. Um, it's more about how to land it. Not like a helicopter coming straight down. But... You know, get that spread wide, spread wide, spread wide, then tuck and then roll to the belly. So you're almost, you're just kind of traveling that horizontal plane at the bottom. And that, just that little forward movement, if you have to go to the belly a little bit more, tuck a little harder, that's probably all you need to get down. Um, but other than that, is everything's good. Like leg drive, you're driving your belly, you're not losing positioning, you have good position to start, everything's tight. You know, granted, all that's good. Uh, it might just be that you need a little more weight. Or what you can do is spray your bench shirt uh, starting in warm-ups. Spray your bench shirt, get some warm-ups in when you're doing reps, um, and usually just that little bit of spray allows that fibers to kind of stretch a little bit more for you. So if you haven't done that, I would try that. Uh, otherwise, it just sounds like you need a little more weight. For Martin Fit Official, hypothetically, can you build an aesthetic back from benching? Just benching, no pull work. Um, aesthetically, I'd say no, because um, obviously you're looking for freaking mountains. You know, if you want a big bag, you have freaking mountains. So I'd say functionally, I, I think you could. Um, you know, I think you'd have a strong back, um, but aesthetically, I'd say definitely not, because I don't think you're going to have that look for sure. There's going to be a ton of areas you're going to be missing. I'm off the top of my head, I'm just thinking you're not going to have a lot of mid-back development, you're not going to yeah. have a lot of back thickness that just comes from pulling off the floor, and then your, your upper back is going to, like, it does get worked in the bench press, but just not to the extent to really, yeah. for hypertrophy. So you'll be functionally strong in the bench press, so in, in that matter, you'll have a strong back, but, um, it, you know, you'd have to be so spot on with your technique that it's, like, impossible to say that that would even be true, because... Um, and most people are not good at using their back at the bench press anyway, so um, you're probably going to be missing the ball there. Um, oh. Just assuming. I'm not. I'm, you know, maybe you have a great bench, but aesthetically, you'll definitely be missing a huge ball. Yeah, a, t- a ton of people that I used to trade 
I used to have trouble feeling their lats in a lat pull-down. And that was before I even knew about feeling the lats on the bench. I can't even imagine taking those people and moving them to a bench press. Yeah, most people can't even get strong back to doing back variations, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there. Optimal foot position. This one's from Ireland. Flat or toes? Um, so I coach the flat feet. I have nothing against benching off your toes, and I do have athletes who do that. Um, but I think there's a lot more benefit to being out flat, uh, most off stability, especially if you're in a bench shirt. And then, um, you know, second off, I just think it's a better force transfer because it really allows you to push back. But, um, you know, from watching Scott Mendelson's channel as well, uh, he finds a way to really teach that toes back um, and getting the lifter to drive back, which I think is awesome. At the end of the day, you want your force going back. So whether you find a way to do that with your toes back or your feet flat, um, I mean, you can make that work. So it's really up to you. Uh, the principle of the matter remains the same, that you have to be pushing back. You don't want to just be in a bridge position. Um, I think it's easy to keep your hips down, actually, with the feet flat um, versus the toes back. You get some, some of that. Um, since you're so far back with your feet, you kind of lock your butt in one spot. But, um, you know, you can find success either way. I coach it mostly because there is, in USAPL, you have to keep your feet flat. So, you know, there's some feds that make you do that. But... Um, Either way is fine. And we have videos on both, too. I don't do as many toes back, but, yeah, flat feet, we have a shit ton. Everything I teach is flat feet. You're a flat foot bencher anyway, so, yeah, most of our videos apply to you real well. All right, anyone on IG, we are taking questions on benching because we're troubleshooting today. All right. Um, this kind of turned into a Q&A podcast, but I like that. I'm into helping you out. So, Let's go into the next one I have written down here. And that's if you are benching on a commercial gym bench. Uh, that's, that's a real shit show. All right. You want to tell them some of the problems with benching on a commercial gym bench, Elvis? Oh, my God. That's usually where you live on the bench mostly, don't, isn't it? No, no, not at all. Not I, I refuse to bench there. found the light. <laughs> Sip a coffee for the working man. So I've never found a commercial gym bench that had any grip to it. Let's start there. Zero grip. Zero grip. They're ultra narrow. Narrow. The, Big problem. The hooks on them themselves are optimal for nobody. The rack sucks. Oh, God. So you're pretty much looking at an injury to your shoulder because you can't stay in a tuck position. Your feet probably might be sliding around. You're sliding around. You can't get the bench out of the rack. It's a giant shit show. Uh, so what can you do to help fix that all right and we covered this in the online course by the way guys this weekend drop in link in the bio um how to transform your commercial bench into a good bench so one way the height the height really sucks okay so i would actually layer up yoga mats if you're serious about turning your commercial gym bench into a good bench i'd layer up yoga mats because that also might put you at an optimal height to get that bar out um, so you can literally kind of build the height to the bench by placing yoga mats the right kind of yoga mats because you don't want it to lose its firmness either you don't want it to become jello um, but you do want because those things are hard so you want to add some cushion to it so i would get one standard yoga mat and maybe one real thick cushiony yoga mat and then boom you just change the game maybe you add some bands to it extra traction um i mean you're gonna look like a weirdo in the gym but you're gonna be benching more than everyone and then uh with the handoff you just gotta have a handoff because it's gonna be a shit show if that's not the right height 
You know, it's never the right height. Yeah, so literally, you're going to do the best you can to lock down your back, and then someone's going to have to literally kind of lift you out of the rack without you even touching the bar, pending where you are. Um, but that's a real shit show. I would try to get into a rack if you have a rack. Be that guy benching in the rack, because you could be benching more than the guys that are squatting. Um, so... That's that's what I would say for you there, um, is you can kind of build up that bench. Yoga mats are your best best friend. Or you know what, guys? Um, there's this account Bench Blocks, um, not the Bench Blocks KZ. Um, we have a discount code for them. If you go to their website, ten percent off with the code Big Benches Ten. Um, but I'm talking Bench Block, like literal block. Um, these guys freaking awesome. Um, they follow us. Uh, they're always awesome. Uh, so a support. So I want to give them a shout out too. They got an awesome looking product. Uh, literally changed the game. If you're on a commercial gym bench, they have this product out. It folds in half, so they can ship it to you. Um, I imagine ship is probably a little bit, but you know they they have this. It's literally it's like you're buying a fat pad, but it's comp size. It's got the cushion. It's got the traction, and you literally just unfold it onto your pad and then boom you got a comp pad and then you probably had a decent height so i think that's a fantastic approach to that whole traction and pad uh issue because it doesn't only doesn't only just fix the the traction but it's a freaking comp pad that you put on your commercial gym bench and now you're benching so bench blocks check them out i think they got a wicked awesome product you right or we got anything coming in from uh, BC FTNX, what is the best bench? The best bench, um, like the best bench unit pad. Um, so I, I don't know because there's a bunch of them. <laughs> so that's a, it's an interesting question. But I love my Texas Strength Systems uh, bench. I think that one's really good. It's well put together. Um, the pad they send you sucks, but if you take the pad off and put on a better one. You're good to go. And then um, those they got hand jacks you can put on, face savers. I find face savers very important if you're benching alone. Um, sometimes just the mental advantage of knowing that you can drop that bar and be okay um, is really what you need. Um, they got the hand levers. They got a shit ton of good stuff on there that you can put on. So the Texas Strength Systems bench is really good. Um, so I got that. And it's very affordable. Very affordable. Except the pad absolutely sucks. But Tiny Meeker makes a really good pad. If you just reach out to him on Instagram, um, he makes a, a great bench pad. Um, he'll make it however you want to. Just give him the dimensions. If you want a comp style, you want a little wider. Mine's in between a fat pad and a comp style. And, um, yeah, it's it's a wonderful pad. The cushion, you can fall asleep on this cushion. It got pretty good traction to it. I still add the, the benchmark, but... Um, I love our unit. It's just perfect. Uh, Tiny Meeker, yeah, he that is a great pad. So I'll just reach out to him and be like, hey, Tiny, can you make me a bench pad? And he'll, he'll hook you up. Um, about $250 with, with the shipping. So, um, yeah, you know, it's a little pricey for a bench pad, but absolutely worth it going to get some serious benching in. But the actual unit itself, uh, Texas Strengths is a great one. They also have the rollers on the uprights so that you can move the bar back and, or slide it back and forth. Um, without having to kind of yank at the thing and lift the freaking weight everywhere. Uh, slides real easy for you. Um, 
I just got good things to say. You got band pegs on it. Band pegs, awesome on a bench press. I use bands all the time, and it saves you from having to drag out like freaking 150 dumbbells and layering bands on them. Um, so that that's Texas Strength Systems makes a great bench. I'm not saying it's the best bench, but there's a lot of benches out there. That's mine. I love it. From Forge Barbell, tips for shirted benching if you lift alone. Oh, boy. That's a shit show. Um, it could be done. The thing is, if, if you're benching in a shirt alone, you're never maximizing your potential uh, because you're not going to be able to use a tight shirt. You're going to have to use a shirt where you can comfortably get your hands out. So that already limits how tight it's going to be. But if you are starting out, um, then it's probably a good thing to have a looser shirt anyway. So you're going to have to have something ultimately that you're very close to touching right off the bat is loose enough that you can get your elbows out and drag that thing out. Because uh, a good tight bench shirt, you're going to be tucked in like this. You know, um, I know you have the bench freak band, so if you can't, you know, imagine a tight shirt being like if you wore that on three layers. Now try unracking the bar yourself with three layers on the bench freak band. That's what we're talking about. So you could probably use one layer, right? So that's kind of what we're talking about. This is going to limit your potential, but you can do it. You just need a light enough shirt. Um, so it's like using Bench Freak Band 1 versus 3. Same deal. So, yeah, that's, that's it's ultimately you need people around. Even just one person to hand off to get really strong, then you need three. Um, and I just make sure you got good safety. If you're benching in the, I believe you bench in your rack, you're going to put up the safety pins. So, just make sure. I've, I I could have been in trouble if I didn't do that early on. I've had some benches fall towards my neck once, one time, one time. Already tried the three layers and uh, failed. Yeah, so, I mean, you're going to need a bench shirt that replicates one layer uh, bench freak band. If you do three, um, that's, that's really looking at as a tight bench shirt. So, it's going to be really tough to get that thing out. You just can't. You're just not in a position to lift any sort of weight like that. You're literally tucked like this. It's like, how are you getting anything out? You really have to, like, when you're raw in a self hand, you've got to be able to spread your elbow out enough that you can um, at least use your shoulders back into some play. Um, but other than that, you're not going to be able to. All right, let's, let's move on. I touched on commercial gym benching. Anything with injuries, I already kind of touched on that a little bit. Anything with injuries comes down to what are you doing with your back do you have tightness with your back or not um you know i'm not going to pinpoint what specifically you have going on but usually that's the case is you're benching in the absence of a tight back and your shoulders are taking a freaking beat in your elbows um grip has to be something that you are keeping good alignment so you're not tucked in like i see close grip benchers like this that's going to beat the shit out of you if you go heavy um so making sure you're good alignment touch on some more stuff mid-range so mid-range trouble we we're just talking about how that might not even be tricep strength that might solely be that you're not having good tight bottom position you're you're sinking you're heaving all that deal um so another one can't hold your breath i've heard this one as well can't hold your breath now when the breathe on the bench you literally want to take that bench press before you even get the bar all right um so right before you receive that bar on the handoff, you're communicating three, two, and then maybe you want your breath. But you have to make sure you get full expansion before you receive that bar. Many people, especially in the shirt, say they can't hold their breath that long. Well, you know, starting out, I couldn't either. 
I, yeah, I build up to it. And a lot of times I got to say, listen, you're being a bitch. Hold your breath longer. I got to tell myself that. So that's what I did. You get better at it. You get better with dealing with the pressure. You know, a lot, I remember starting off quit lifting like anyone else. You know, comes down, I was being a bitch about it. I was just going down. I, I was, the pressure was building up. And I'm, I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm just breathing and shit like that. The shit show. All right. But you guys got to tell yourself, suck it up. Build it up. All right. That's what it comes down to. Just hold your breath longer. If you pass out, you pass out. You got to deal with it. You know, the other day, um, we were benching. And the warm-ups, I couldn't see anything. Like, because my eyes kept getting cut off. Because I was getting in a good position finally. And the pressure built up my head. And it kind of cuts your eyes off. You know, when you get a really heavy squat and your eye goes out on you. Like, it's just kind of, you go Siamese here. And then all of a sudden, your eyes are out on you. So, I'm like benching blind. But, it's still gripping and ripping. Freaking taking it for a ride. But, um... Anyways, I've got I got off topic a little bit. Holding breath, so you just kind of have to deal with it. But for reps, obviously, if you're taking reps, multiple reps, um, you can get good at holding your breath for that time. But especially if you're doing like a three rep max, resetting is important. Um, so taking a breath after you complete the lift, making sure you're keeping the tightness, but taking a shallow breath into the belly again, um, important there. I think most of it is just you have to exhale a little bit, like because um, I think if it, what is uh, what stops you from, you know, I think it's what it, what stops you when you're holding your breath is it is it the um, carbon dioxide or whatever you got to get rid of or the oxygen you need, and I think most of the times you need to exhale because if you hold your breath and you just push out and you exhale a little bit, you can hold your breath longer as long as you're exhaling. If you ever tried that, it's, you got to get rid of the the gas you got to get out is the important thing. So from Dean Boy, sometimes I will be doing lat pulldowns or pull-ups, but what work best to strengthen my upper back to increase my bench press? Man, I'll tell you, you're going to be a game changer. So this is something I just started attacking in my training because I was so unbalanced. And it's when you find gems like that, when you find an imbalance, you find something you're weak at. Listen, I couldn't even do three pull-ups about a month ago. It was not good. All right, I should be able to do more. Now I'm banging out seven pretty good. And, man, my bench has never felt any better. All right. And I would focus on if you're bad at pull-ups, pull-ups, um, elbows out tight rows, metal rows. Um, if you do any barbell rowing, row it up to the chest, elbows out. Um, that's going to hit rear delts more, face pulls, all that stuff. I would throw in uh, the Franco pull-aparts. Yeah, that's rear, rear delt work. Rear delt work, high rows, face pulls, pull-ups, all that stuff is going to be big for you. Um, but, man, is that... Literally last weekend, now let me tell you, I haven't handled anything over 700, this whole training cycle, okay? So I'm a little nervous going in because I'm planning to take 800 to a high board. They'd never gone that great before. Last weekend, after slamming upper back for so long, um, and I was locking down hard, literally you could put any weight in my hand that day. It felt so light. I'm not even joking. I'm making it up. It was it was like I was just led to a locked in position. Um, position was great. The setup was great, and just from that extra strength that I've been seeing in my upper back, I've been able to hold the position so much better. And when you're up, so listen, like you can't. You're only as good as your brakes too. So if your brakes suck, if your rear delts suck, your upper back suck, and you're just dominant in the pressing you're always going to hinder your performance because you can only press as hard. It's like your body's reaction trying not to hurt yourself. If you only compress so hard as your brakes allow, right? If you have shitty brakes, you can only go so fast. 
right? But if you know you have really good brakes, you can freaking let that gas rip. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So you're going to be stronger pressing just by building better brakes on the rear end. All right? You need that stuff balanced. So that's huge. So start doing it. <laughs> if you're not already doing it, sounds like you're doing some barbell rows. Uh, but do it up high. Do it up high. And one more thing I want to touch on. Hips, legs, shoulders are twisted. All right, any of those ones. So a lot of times I do it too. My one foot's further back than the other foot. Does that freak me out? No, because if I change that, I won't have the same tightness. That's just kind of my body being tight in one section. Um, and I've actually gotten a little bit of improvement there. But that's just your body being tight in one side versus the other. And if it's lower body, that's not a big deal. Okay, if it's your upper body, if your shoulders are all twisted up and everything, then that's a big deal because that's going to affect your press. But sometimes your lower body, if you look at the bench, like starting around the waist, you can be a little bit twisted to the side. And I wouldn't worry too much about that. You're still tight down there, you're still transferring force. But uh, if your upper body starts twisting a bit and you got that bar helicoptering, I mean, that's a big issue. Um, so that's something that you're going to want to address. All right. So, uh, that's, that's what I got, troubleshooting. You got anything extra you didn't think we touched on there, Elvis? Um, the only thing I would throw into a common, people overpressing. So, they, they finish the bench press, and then they let their shoulders creep up, and yeah, it really kind of tucks out, and then on their next rep, they're just not in a good position anymore. Yeah, you were, uh, we did that on uh, the video, and you were doing that. Yeah. And it hit the white a little bit. Um, that's, I mean, everyone usually has some trouble with that, and, um. You know, the thing is, you got to keep the upper back tightness on the way up, too, which most people don't. And, um, you know, telltale sign is every time someone's benching, right, and you see after the first rep, they, they kind of almost purposely, like, shrug themselves up just to lock their shoulders down again, just to think they're re getting re-tight or something. You're already set. And once you're set, you're set. You're trying to maintain it. If you're shrugging your shoulders, you see on the squat, too. Someone finish the lift, they take their breath, they shrug up, and they lock down again. I mean, when the process of shrugging up, you totally disconnected everything you had going on. So you're purposely detrimenting yourself there. Um, so you just maintain that the whole time, and you're good to go. All right, any buzzer beaters, guys? If you've got buzzer beater, troubleshooting your bench, this is your last shot. Um, otherwise, we're saying hola for those of my Mexicano friends here. If anyone's Mexicano. Hola. You're saying hello? I uh, mean, goodbye. <laughs> Whatever. Adios. <laughs> We're going to be giving you an adios. <laughs> or ciao. Ciao if you're from the European word, world. Or, or goodbye, mate, if you're down in Australia. <laughs> All right. I don't think we got buzzer beaters, so this looks like a podcast. Got to let the wallabies be. Yeah, that's right. All right, guys. Um, you know, by the way, too, down in Australia, I hear the dingoes are good eating because they're pretty much like like rodents. They're like squirrels, so uh, you just kind of cook them up and eat them. Um, I, they're not kangaroos, so don't think you're eating kangaroos. I, I get in, the difference now. I'm in for a kangaroo steak. I've heard good things. Yeah, kangaroos, I think, is more, I, I, I don't think they're as readily edible. Oh, they are. Maybe they're like a, uh, trying to relate it to what we got here, but I guess you just kind of eat the dingoes. They're not kangaroos, though. Dingoes are like a jumping rodent. Yeah, but they also eat kangaroos. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I, I'm down. 
Bean Boy, thanks for the tips. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you it, tuning in here, my friend. And if you're from Australia and everything we're saying is completely wrong, please educate us. I'm correct. I've talked to enough Australians. <laughs> I know what's going on. I know the deal. I don't even got to be there. I know the deal. Killer snakes in the, in the grass. I know the whole deal. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching our IG. Hope we helped you out today in some, some format. Uh, before I go... Online course. I just want to touch on one more time. Um, you know, normally ninety nine dollars. It's gonna launch in October. It's it's an awesome freaking product. We got so much in there, jam packed info, over forty videos, hours of content, six learning modules. Um, but if you want to get it early, it drops this Sunday. I'm working my ass off to get this thing all pieced together. It looks really aesthetically pleasing. It's really nice to go through it all step by step. Listen, slashing the price 50% off for our VIP members. So if you click the link in our bio or the link down below in the description, um, it'll take you to the pre-sale list where you could join the VIP group and get all those other benefits. And the link will be posted in that group. Um, to enroll in the online course. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it. It's the best price you're going to get on it. So I would do that this weekend. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll catch you next time. This is Coach Ben, small arm, big ass knee. You have been listening to The, the Benchcast. Benchcast.